The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, it's another new month. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Wednesday, February 1st, 2023, Wednesday of the fourth week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Wednesday is a day to pray the glorious mysteries of the rosary. And our saint today is St. Bridget of Ireland, born in 451. Many stories of her purity followed her childhood. She was unable to keep from feeding the poor and healing them. Now, little is known about St. Bridget's life after she entered the church, but at the age of 40, she founded a monastery in Kildare called the Church of the Oak. It was built above a pagan shrine to the Celtic goddess Bridget, which was beneath a large oak tree. Bridget and seven friends organized communal consecrated religious life for women in Ireland. She later founded a school of art that included metalwork and illumination. There is evidence that Bridget was a good friend of St. Patrick's. On February 1st, 525, she passed away of natural causes. St. Bridget of Ireland, pray for us. And let's offer this day to the Lord. Lord Jesus, I unite myself to your perpetual, unceasing, universal sacrifice I offer myself to you every day of my life and every moment of every day according to your most holy and adorable will. Since you have been the victim of my salvation, I wish to be the victim of your love. Accept my desire, take my offering, and graciously hear my prayer. Let me live for love of you. Let me die for love of you. Let my last heartbeat be an act of perfect love. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that parishes placing communion at the center may increasingly become communities of faith, fraternity, and welcome toward those most in need. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. I'll go straight to read the Gospel of today. Taking from Mark chapter 6, he went away from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. And on the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished, saying, where did this man get all this? What is the wisdom given to him? What mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. And he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands upon a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went about among the villages, teaching. Well, at the beginning of this gospel, on getting to know Jesus, that you come to your own country, 
I feel moved once more reflecting on the mystery of the incarnation. That you have a base, that you have a home, that you come to your own people, homecoming. I have to remind us to make one if you happen to have relocated or to have moved to a new home and you haven't yet commemorated this movement by inviting a priest, a minister, or a deacon for a blessing. Please do that soon. I'm moved by the words that introduce this short ceremony. When Christ took flesh through the Blessed Virgin Mary, he made his home with us. Let us now pray that he will enter this home and bless it with his presence. Well, it's so nice. Jesus, you're one of us. We want to make you one of us. We want to receive you well. The second reminder I wanted to make is that we pray for the fruits of the visit of Pope Francis going on these days to the continent of Africa, precisely to the Democratic Republic of Congo and South Sudan. In 2021, Pope Francis made a remarkable visit to Iraq and in Mosul, he was visiting a place in ruins where some orphans were harbored. So he spent time with them. Afterwards, someone was asking the children whether they knew who had visited them. Well, when they showed their ignorance, a Muslim spoke up. It's a man of God. It's just like God himself coming to visit us. Wow. <laughs> he perceived something unique about this person that had just visited them. Well, Jesus, from the Gospel of today, we realize that you didn't have this nice experience getting back home to your own country, come to your place. And even though it's the first time you are allowed to teach public in your synagogue, having grown up there, because you were ordinary, passing unnoticed, but now you teach. They are astonished on hearing you. Their reaction was what we hear. Where did this man get all this? What is the wisdom given to him? What mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? Where did this man get all this? What is the wisdom given to him? They keep on asking. At the beginning of the book written by the late Pope Benedict XVI, Jesus of Nazareth, the infancy narrative, he actually began talking about this questioning of people about Jesus' origin, Jesus of your deep origin, and hence your true being. That you raise a singular paradox. The one hand, counting on the fact that they know where you come from, but also you make a claim of a divine mission. They find it difficult to resolve it too. The way you interpret the scriptures, making reference to yourself as the key to understanding the whole scripture, well, surprises them. You are the inner point of reference. It shocks them, and this shock leads them to deny. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon, and not his sisters here with us? They could go on and on naming your relatives. They ended up taking offense at you, quite unfortunate. And we can draw a lesson that we to run this risk of underestimating you. But actually, in daily life, we can fail to recognize people. Well, the ordinariness of Jesus, the provincial carpenter, seems not to conceal a mystery of any kind. His origin is like any other. Well, Jesus, help me. Let me not fall into this trap that these people fell into. Come to think of it, when someone comes back home, sometimes we actually approach, we welcome the person with questions. How was your day? How was your trip? In this part of the world, we are fond of asking, are you back? <laughs> Obviously, you can see that. But it turns out to be question or questions that invites to a conversation. But it doesn't seem that these people are open to conversation. Count it about three or four questions they are asking all at once. Where is he from? Where did he get all this from? Where is this wisdom from? But they don't allow you to answer. Well, Jesus, in prayer too, I want to converse with you. Silence, I also want to listen to you. Pope Francis commenting on this passage some time ago was uh, talking about the difference between knowing and recognizing. They knew Jesus, but they did not recognize him. There's a difference between knowing and recognizing. In essence, this difference makes us understand that we can know various things about a person, form an idea, rely on what others say about that person. We might perhaps meet that person every now and then in the neighborhood. But all that is not enough. 
this is a knowledge, I will say ordinary, superficial, that does not recognize the uniqueness of the person. We all run this risk. We think we know so much about a person, even worse, we use labels and close the person within our own prejudices. Sometimes we ask questions that are biased, or not opening up to the person's answer to get to share the interior of the person. Rather, to confirm our biases, it's an offense against someone. Well, Jesus' fellow villagers knew him for 30 years in the same way, and they thought they knew everything. But isn't this the boy we saw growing up, the son of the carpenter and Mary? Where do these things come from? The distrust. In reality, they never realized who Jesus truly was. Jesus, it can happen. They remained at the exterior level and refused what was new about Jesus. Jesus, there's something new, always new about you. This is what I want to discover in my prayer. This is what I want to discover in dealing with the others, relating with the others, and discovering you in the others. You are in the, in the lowly, in the needy. Tell us whatsoever you do to the list of your brethren that we do unto you. Permit me to share this personal experience, but I was being encouraged my journey to the priesthood. Never to fail to discover for myself who God is to me. Who is God to me? It has helped me a lot. Never to get used to God. Maybe not get used to God. Even we believers, we think we know Jesus, that we already know so much about him, and that it is enough to repeat the same things as always. This is not enough with God. But without openness to what is new, what Francis will be saying, and above all, listen well, openness to God's surprises without amazement. Faith becomes a tiring litany that slowly dies out and becomes a habit, a social habit. Does this happen to you? <laughs> it can happen. Jesus, help me to be open. I say the word amazement. What is amazement? Amazement happens when we meet God. I met the Lord. Say it. I met the Lord. And we, by encountering God, must follow this path to feel amazement. It is like the guarantee certificate that the encounter is true and not habitual. Think of these villagers, people of Nazareth. They did not know the mystery of the incarnation. They did not accept the mystery. They did not know it, the reason. And they thought it was scandalous that the immensity of God should be revealed in the smallness of our flesh, that the Son of God should be the son of a carpenter, that the divine should be hidden in the human, that God should inhabit a face, the words, the gestures of a simple man. This is the scandal. The incarnation of God is concreteness, his daily life. You see, you and I, we need a lot. Eh? We need a lot of faith. Jesus, in fact, St. Mark goes on to say, <laughs> towards the end of the Gospel, you answered, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And they don't permit you to do mighty work there. But I like this other verse, verse 6, where St. Mark says, that you, Jesus, you marveled because of their unbelief. And you marveled. Now, compare this to the events that have preceded this particular event we are reading today. That, well, people who have met Jesus, who have encountered, who have seen you preach, work miracles, they were uh, amazed. They marveled. And in fact, sometimes they are claimed, a great prophet has arisen among us. God has visited his people. Yet here, your own people cannot recognize you as a prophet because you are at home, because you are one of them. They know your mother, they know your sister, they know your brothers. Well, understood as your cousins, cousin brothers and sisters. All Jesus that you marvel. And from this I can draw that for you, Jesus, you marvel at unbelief, that it is normal. You see, it's normal that we believe in, in relating with you, the man God. We can never exhaust your mystery. And it's abnormal to be unbelieving. And Jesus marveled at their unbelief. And yes, St. Mark, we're going to say that you went about among the villages teaching. 
realizing that there's an immense work of getting people to believe that is yet to be done. As a disciple, I want to also follow, proclaiming the faith. Let us go spreading the faith. Jesus, to get people to believe, it's abnormal for God to see us unbelieving, to see us getting used to Him, to make faith our religion a social habit. Now may we ask God today to feel amazed, to be amazed. Now in prayer, let us ask Our Lady, who welcomed the mystery of God in her daily life in Nazareth, for eyes and hearts free of prejudices and to have eyes open to be amazed. Lord, that we might meet you. And when we encounter the Lord, there is this amazement. We meet him in the normal, eyes open to God's surprises at his humble and hidden presence in daily life. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and the inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 minutes past the hour. This is Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church in prayer now as we begin the liturgical day. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. praise. Cry out with joy to the Lord of the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Cry out with joy to the Lord of the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Cry out with joy to the Lord of the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Cry out with joy to the Lord of the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come then, let us bow down and worship. Bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God and we are His people. The flock He shepherds. Cry out with joy to the Lord of the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. 
Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Cry out with joy to the Lord of the earth, serve the Lord with gladness. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Cry out with joy to the Lord of the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Oh, 
Bless the Lord, my soul. Never forget all he has done for you. Bless, Bless the Lord, my soul. Never forget all he has done for you. My soul, give thanks to the Lord. All my being, bless his holy name. My soul, give thanks to the Lord and never forget all his blessings. It is he who forgives all your guilt, who heals every one of your ills, who redeems your life from the grave, who crowns you with love and compassion, who fills your life with good things, renewing your youth like an eagle's. The Lord does deeds of justice, gives judgment for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses and his deeds to Israel's sons. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Never forget all he has done for you. As a father is gentle with his children, so is the Lord with those who revere him. As a father is gentle with his children, so is the Lord with those who revere him. The Lord is compassion and love, slow to anger and rich in mercy. His wrath will come to an end. He will not be angry forever. He does not treat us according to our sins nor repay us according to our faults. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so strong is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our sins. As a father has compassion on his sons, the Lord has pity on those who fear him. For he knows of what we are made. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flowers like the flower of the field. The wind blows, and he is gone, and his place never sees him again. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. As a father is gentle with his children, so is the Lord with those who revere him. Bless the Lord, all you his works. Bless the Lord, all you his works. But the love of the Lord is everlasting upon those who hold him in fear. His justice reaches out to children's children when they keep his covenant in truth, when they keep his will in their mind. The Lord has set his sway in heaven, and his kingdom is ruling over all. Give thanks to the Lord, all his angels, mighty in power, fulfilling his word, who heed the voice of his word. Give thanks to the Lord, all his hosts, his servants who do his will. Give thanks to the Lord, all his works in every place where he rules. My soul give thanks to the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and will be forever. Amen. 
Bless the Lord, all you his works. Lord, make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will marvel at your wisdom. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. As regards specific times and moments, brothers, we do not need to write you. You know very well that the day of the Lord is coming, like a thief in the night. Just when people are saying, peace and security, ruin will fall on them with the suddenness of pains overtaking a woman in labor, and there will be no escape. You are not in the dark, brothers, that the day should catch you off guard like a thief. No, all of you are children of light and of the day. We belong neither to darkness nor to night. Therefore, let us not be asleep like the rest, but awake and sober. Sleepers sleep by night, and drunkards drink by night. We who live by day must be alert, putting on faith and love as a breastplate, and the hope of salvation as a helmet. God has not destined us for wrath, but for acquiring salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us that all of us, whether awake or asleep, together might live with him. Therefore comfort and upbuild one another, as indeed you are doing. We beg you, brothers, respect those among you whose task it is to exercise authority in the Lord and admonish you. Esteem them with the greatest love because of their work. Remain at peace with one another. We exhort you to admonish the unruly. Cheer the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Be patient toward all. See that no one returns evil to any other. Always seek one another's good, and for that matter, the good of all. Rejoice always. Never cease praying. Render constant thanks. Such is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test everything. Retain what is good. Avoid any semblance of evil. May the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire, spirit soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls is trustworthy, therefore he will do it. Brothers, pray for us too. Greet all the brothers with a holy embrace. I adjure you by the Lord that this letter be read to them all. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. God has not destined us to endure his wrath, but to win salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that we might live in him. God rescued us from the power of darkness 
and brought us into the kingdom of his own beloved Son, who died for us so that we might live in him. A reading from the Treatise on Spiritual Perfection by Diodocus of Photis, Bishop. The light of true knowledge makes it possible to discern without error the difference between good and evil. Then the path of justice, which leads to the Son of Justice, brings the mind into the limitless light of knowledge, since it never fails to seek the love of God with all confidence. Therefore we must maintain great stillness of mind even in the midst of our struggles. We shall then be able to distinguish between the different types of thoughts that come to us. Those that are good, those sent by God, we will treasure in our memory. Those that are evil and inspired by the devil, we will reject. A comparison with the sea may help us. A tranquil sea allows the fisherman to gaze right to its depths. No fish can hide there and escape his sight. The stormy sea, however, becomes murky when it is agitated by the winds. The very depths that it revealed in its placidness. The sea now hides. The skills of the fishermen are useless. Only the Holy Spirit can purify the mind, unless the strong man enters and robs the thief. The booty will not be recovered. So by every means, but especially by peace of soul, we must try to provide the Holy Spirit with a resting place. Then we shall have the light of knowledge shining within us at all times. And it will show up for what they are, all the dark and hateful temptations that come from demons. And not only will it show them up, exposure to this holy and glorious light will also greatly diminish their power. This is why the Apostle says, Do not stifle the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of goodness. Do not grieve yourself by the defense His light affords you. In His own being, which is eternal and life-giving, He is not stifled. But when He is grieved, He turns away and leaves the mind in darkness, deprived of the light of knowledge. The mind is capable of tasting and distinguishing accurately whatever is presented to it. Just as when our health is good, we can tell the difference between good and bad food by our bodily sense of taste, and reach for what is wholesome. So when our mind is strong and free from all anxiety, it is able to taste the riches of divine consolation and preserve through love the memory of this taste. This teaches us what is best with certainty. As St. Paul says, My prayer is that your love may increase more and more in knowledge and insight, and so enable you to choose what is best. Bless the Lord God at all times, and ask Him to guide you in His paths, so that all that you do may be rooted in Him. Ask God to guide you, that you may do what is pleasing to Him in sincerity and with all your strength, so that all that you do may be rooted in Him. Let us pray. Grant us, Lord our God, that we may honor you with all our mind and love everyone in truth of heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Twenty-two minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming right up along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak. 
on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Wednesday of the fourth week in Ordinary Time, the first day of February 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, Jesus teaches in the synagogue and the people say, where did he get all this? He's our neighbor. From the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. He went away from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. Where did this man get all this? What is the wisdom given to him? What mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter? The son of Mary and brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon and are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. Jesus could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands upon a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find daily and Sunday Mass readings on the relevant radio app. So let's talk about work. We know that Jesus worked, and in so doing, sanctified all honest work. So we need to work at loving our work. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. The astonishment of Jesus' neighbors in Nazareth, is not this the carpenter's son, is a revealing detail that throws a great deal of light on his life. It reveals to us that the greater part of the Redeemer's life was taken up by work like the lives of all men, and the task he carried out day after day was an instrument of redemption, like all of Christ's actions. Although it was simple human labor, specifically that proper to a carpenter who in a small town would have to do many other related jobs, it could be and was converted into actions which were of redemptive value since they were performed by the second person of the Blessed Trinity made man. Through baptism, a Christian has to be another Christ. He has to turn all his honest human work into a work of co-redemption. Even though in man's estimation it may be lowly and unimportant, our work, if united to Christ, acquires a value beyond compare. The very tiredness that any kind of work brings with it, and which is a consequence of original sin, takes on a new meaning. What seemed a punishment is redeemed by Christ and turned into a mortification which is very pleasing to God, which serves to purify us of our own sins and to share in the co-redemption of the whole of mankind with our Lord. We find here the root of the profound difference between human work done well by a pagan and that done by a Christian, which, as well as being properly finished off like any other, is offered in union with Christ. 
Union with God, which we seek in our daily work, will strengthen our resolution to do everything only for the glory of God and the good of souls. The prestige which we are properly able to enjoy will attract the best workers to our side, and we will have abundant help from heaven to start many other people along the way of an intense Christian life. If we act in this way, the sanctification of our work and our endeavor to carry out apostolate in our daily work will run parallel in our lives. This will be a clear indication that we are really working with rectitude of intention. St. Joseph taught Jesus his trade. He did this gradually, as that child whom God himself had entrusted to him grew up. One day he would have explained to him how a plane was used, another day a saw, then different kinds of chisel. Jesus would soon have learned to distinguish the different sorts of timber and which types of wood should be used for each job. He would have learned to mix the strong adhesives for making firm joints how to fit tongue groove and dovetail, to adjust a joint by driving in a wedge. Jesus would naturally have followed Joseph's instructions as to how to look after his equipment, have learned from him to sweep up the wood shavings and sawdust at the end of the day, and to leave his tools tidily in their proper place. Let us turn today to St. Joseph and ask him to teach us to work well and to love our occupation, whatever it may be. Joseph is the outstanding teacher of how to work well because he taught his trade to the Son of God. We will learn from him if we seek his patronage while we are working. If we love our daily work, we will do it well with professional competence. Then it will become part of the whole task of redemption as we offer it to God. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. My heart is ready, O God. My heart is ready. My heart is ready, O God. My heart is ready. My heart is ready, O God. I will sing, sing your praise. Awake, my soul. Awake, lyre and harp. I will awake the dawn. I will thank you, Lord, among the peoples. Among the nations I will praise you, for your love reaches to the heavens and your truth to the skies. O God, arise above the heavens. May your glory shine on earth. O come and deliver your friends. Help with your right hand and reply. From his holy place God has made this promise. I will triumph and divide the land of Shechem. I will measure out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine and Manasseh. Ephraim I will take for my helmet, Judah for my commander's staff. Moab I will use for my washbowl. On Edom I will plant my shoe. Over the Philistines I will shout in triumph. 
But who will lead me to conquer the fortress? Who will bring me face to face with Edom? Will you utterly reject us, O God, and no longer march with our armies? Give us help against the foe, for the help of man is vain. With God we shall do bravely, and he will trample down our foes. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Accept the prayers of your servants, Lord, and prepare our hearts to praise your holy name. Come to our aid in times of trouble and make us worthy to sing you songs of thanksgiving. My heart is ready, O God. My heart is ready. The Lord has robed me with grace and salvation. The Lord has robed me with grace and salvation. I rejoice heartily in the Lord. In my God is the joy of my soul, for he has clothed me with a robe of salvation, and wrapped me in a mantle of justice, like a bridegroom adorned with a diadem, like a bride bedecked with her jewels. As the earth brings forth its plants, and a garden makes its growth spring up, so will the Lord God make justice and praise spring up before all the nations. For Zion's sake I will not be silent, For Jerusalem's sake, I will not be quiet until her vindication shines forth like the dawn and her victory like a burning torch. Nation shall behold your vindication and all kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name pronounced by the mouth of the Lord. You shall be a glorious crown in the hand of the Lord a royal diadem held by your God. No more shall men call you forsaken or your land desolate, but you shall be called my delight and your land espoused. For the Lord delights in you and makes your land his spouse. As a young man marries a virgin, Your builder shall marry you, and as a bridegroom rejoices in his bride, so shall your God rejoice in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. The The Lord has robed me with grace and salvation. I will praise my God all the days of my life. I will will praise praise my God all the days of my life. My soul, give praise to the Lord. I will praise the Lord all my days. Make music to my God while I live. Put no trust in princes, in mortal men in whom there is no help. Take their breath they return to clay, and their plans that day come to nothing. 
He is happy who is helped by Jacob's God, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who alone made heaven and earth, the seas and all they contain. It is he who keeps faith forever, who is just to those who are oppressed. It is he who gives bread to the hungry, the Lord who sets prisoners free, the Lord who gives sight to the blind, who raises up those who are bowed down, the Lord who protects the stranger and upholds the widow and the orphan. It is the Lord who loves the just but thwarts the path of the wicked. The Lord will reign forever, Zion's God, from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. God of glory and power, those who have put all their trust in you are happy indeed. Shine the brightness of your light upon us, that we may love you always with a pure heart. I will praise my God all the days of my life. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Know and fix in your heart that the Lord is God in the heavens above and on earth below, and that there is no other. You must keep his statutes and commandments, which I enjoin on you today. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. I will bless the Lord all my life long. I will will bless bless the Lord Lord all my my life long. With a song of praise ever on my lips. All All my life life long. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. I will will bless bless the Lord all my life long. Let us serve the Lord in holiness all the days of our life. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He He promised to to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet 
into, into the, the way, way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us serve the Lord in holiness all the days of our life. Christ, the splendor of the Father's glory, enlightens us with his word. With deep love we call upon him. Hear us, King of eternal glory. Hear Hear us, us, King of eternal glory. Blessed are you, the Alpha and the Omega of our faith. For you called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Hear Hear us, King King of eternal glory. You enabled the blind to see, the deaf to hear. Help our unbelief. Hear Hear us, King of eternal glory. Lord, keep us in your love. Preserve our community. Do not let us become separated from one another. Hear Hear us, King King of eternal glory. Give us strength in temptation, endurance in trial. And gratitude in prosperity. Hear us, King of eternal glory. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Father, keep in mind your holy covenant, sealed with the blood of the Lamb. Forgive the sins of your people, and let this new day bring us closer to salvation. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is next. Big feast day tomorrow. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. Go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. 10 Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.